This is HNN. Good evening. This is HNN, the Hollow Table News Network. Here's your not even remotely close to around the clock Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, reactions, reviews, theory crafting, and more source. I'm Faith34, your host, and today we're joined by my two distinguished co hosts, Celiac Sarah. Welcome to the show. How's the snow going? It's not going anywhere, unfortunately. <laughs> Just more and more down, right? How many feet? Um, it melted and then I got some more snow, so it's maybe like half of a foot right now. Mm. You, have a, you have temperamental winters. <laughs> you do, I guess that's a little different. Thing. And uh, the other voice, the illustrious Sir Georges, welcome back to the show. Greetings, good to be with you guys again. Likewise, we're glad you're here. We'll, uh, as always, we'll start the show with your HNN headline news. And today we have five headlines. Number one, turmoil has engulfed the galaxy of heroes. The taxation of trade routes to outline rank of number one in arena is in dispute. Hoping to resolve the matter with a blockade of deadly battleships, the Greedy Trade Federation has stopped all shipping to Jedi Knight Revan. And that, I just want to get in there. What a terrible opening crawl, right? I mean... That was episode one. People have been waiting 20 years, and it starts with the taxation of trade routes. But <laughs> anyway, Separatist droids have come to make their mark on the game, and they are going to block Revan, just like Naboo. I don't know if they will or not. We'll find out. But Grievous, B2, and MagnaGuard are all getting reworked, while B1 and Droidica are making their grand entrance into the game. Sergi... I want you to tell me, how has B2 improved, or has he? I think B2 has greatly improved, but he's greatly improved, but we aren't able to experience it yet. He's not going to be his best self until he's in a team of droid separatists. The only thing... So he's got some minor changes. So like, if you play with him right now, you're likely not going to be using General Grievous because he still isn't reworked, so he's still terrible. And I don't think there's any other Separatist droids besides the two of them as of now. Right? I don't well, Magna Guard is in there. Oh, Magna Guard. There we go. Yeah. Magna Guard still needs a rework as well. So you're not going to be using either of them. So using the B2, he will use his basic to get a target lock, which is helpful, but he's only going to be doing that one at a time. And most of the time you'll be wanting to use his AOE clear. So on his basic, let me pull up the changes. Cause I can't remember them all exactly. You didn't memorize them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to cut your feet off now and we'll continue the show without you then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Savage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need you. I have been, I've been devoted here. from B1 to B2. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Now, I, I do see a lot of potential in the rework. And so that's what's exciting about him. And I think you also have tested with him in fighting Revan. I have, and that, I have. that went well for you. It did. It did. The, uh, 
so and like you said he's uh he hasn't changed while you're pulling that up there he hasn't changed a ton currently in uh what he was doing before other than his chance to put on buff immunity went up i think like 15 percent. it's at 80 percent now i want to mm-hmm. say it was like mm-hmm. 65 before or something like that yes um yes. which makes a big difference and then uh like target locked enemies have a little bit lower critical chance in evasion um that's about all that changed for him right now so i put him on a revan team and used him as a fifth like instead of gk or uh hermit yoda whoever you have there um and he did very well i won every single one on offense i mean it's not super hard to win everyone on offense with revan but uh it actually when it worked out well could make the battles quicker um and this was out like i said you'll go over some of it but uh his yeah. rework doesn't really affect him greatly until you're with the other characters. So it was just one of those, you know what, I'm going to put him to gear 12 and try him out just for giggles. And I'll be darned, that works super well. I was surprised. Yeah. And it, it might not be useful in the long term since we're just about to get the rest of the droid separatist. So that's the team you'll want to use them on. But... To be able to pull one of your Jedi from Revan and still consistently beat Re- another Revan, then you can use whatever that good Jedi was, GK or whoever, Hermit Yoda, and put him in a Bastilla lead if you're doing offense on Territory War or Grand Arena. Yeah, I, I think that's a huge benefit for that. Like I said, it probably won't stay there, but I yeah. totally agree that with that one person can change the other team like the Bastila team yeah so I pulled up the kit now <clears throat> he has his basic his special and a unique from before relentless barrage but now he's got a second unique that we don't get to benefit too much from now but will in the future so his basic is just deal damage if the enemy wasn't target locked he inflicts target lock for two turns If they are target locked, he inflicts critical damage down. This is a new negative effect that they're starting to apply with these new droids. Oh, I didn't even even realize that. Yep. He's the only... (laughs) He's the only character that does it. I think the new Emperor Shuttle has that in his kit. But now we've got that new effect coming in a new ship and now, but that only applies if they already have target lock. So again, if you're using him in a mix and match team and not with Imperial probe droid or IG 88, then it's rarely going to come up that you're going to target lock somebody and then also hit them again with the basic to inflict crit chance down or crit damage down. You now just blew special- my mind that the, the shuttle had that too. I had no idea. None of all this is new to me. I'm, I'm, I'm glad what, I'm, I listened to the show. See, do I get a promotion now? You, yes, you're back in there. You're okay, good, there. good, good, good. I good. mean, but you, d- you did forget my man T3 with the target lock, but that's okay. I'll let it go. I'll let it go. <laughs> I only think about dark side characters. I don't, I don't care about the light. <laughs> I understand. So his special, which is still the main draw of his kit, Mow down, cooldown a three, 
Deal physical damage to all enemies and dispel all positive status effects on them with an 80% chance to also inflict buff immunity for two turns applied before damage. I think that is put there so that you know that it's dispelling stuff and then doing the buff immunity, then dealing damage in case it triggers. Like, I don't know if you're fighting a turret lead and you get a critical hit. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, something like that. And like you said, Faye, the chance went up to 80. I still don't know why they don't just increase it to 100. The way the power curve in the game is going, there's no need to just keep it at 80%. Because when you're playing with it, it'll seem like it's happening half the time. So he does his AoE, two or three enemies don't get it. I hear you. Yep. So disappointing. that last 20 percent makes a big difference it's so hard to get yoda with buff immunity when there's only an 80 percent chance (laughs) but it's so nice when you do yeah i I tested a lot trying to fight revan with it and it's so frustrating but okay so he's got his old unique which B2 has a 40% chance to gain 100% turn meter when another ally or damaged by an attack. And this is Relentless Barrage. Now, target-locked enemies have negative 25% crit chance and negative 25% evasion. So just tacked on that is a always-there effect against target-locked enemies. That's a really good benefit, and... Again, right now, we don't get to see many teams that you can come up with that will be putting a lot of target locked on enemies. But whatever the new droids are, if target lock's a big thing, negative 25% critical chance? You fight some characters, yeah, fight characters like the Jedi, and once you strip away their crit chance up, and then target lock them with crit chance down their special crit chance isn't very high to begin with so even against Revan Yoda will rarely be doing critical hits on you and it, by the way it better be target lock better be a thing yes and the, yes the 25 percent evasion may not seem like the biggest thing but for me target lock should almost be like Minus a hundred percent evasion, like yes. that's literally what target lock means. That always bothered me about the game. Like, why can anyone avoid a target lock? Yes, and continue. So even if it has nothing, like it, you never use it in the kit. I'm glad there is some minus evasion. Yep, yep. It they should have it where it hits through foresight. Yeah, the, you're locked on the tar- whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean. Okay, it could. Second... it could, maybe. That'd Hopes be good. Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> His second unique reactive protocol, and this one has a Zeta, and this is a brand new unique, but similar to the wording of Relentless Barrage, his other unique. B2 has a 40% chance, same as the other thing, to reduce its cooldowns by one, whenever a Separatist ally is evaded or damaged by an attack. Whenever B2 inflicts a debuff, all other Separatist droid allies gain 5% turn meter. 
And that last line is what the Zeta does. So you decide, and we can discuss now since I finished the kit, whether that Zeta is worth it. Because I don't think that just giving Separatist Droid allies 5% turn meter when he inflicts a debuff is necessarily worth it. We'll have to see, again, what the other droids are. But with his buff immunity so rarely hitting, for <laughs> I don't know if it'll be worth it. I think it is. Man, anytime you have a turn meter given to a whole team, I know it doesn't True. seem like a ton, but every single time that happens in this game, it ends up being super important. So I'm 95% that I'm going to do that. I almost did it right away, but... It's totally useless, at least for another week or two. So I'm going to hold off. But yeah. I, he should be going all the time. His mow down should basically almost never be on cooldown. Or at least one or two at the most. Because if you are going to mow down someone with foresight, they're evading everything. So there goes 40% chance of the cooldowns go all the way back to zero. Anyone gets injured at all. It reduces it or a big chance to do it. So I uh, I think he's going to be doing mow down 60 to 70% of his turns. You're going to get three to four buff immunities. Fingers crossed. And that's a 15% <laughs> turn meter. That's a significant, yeah. I you know, I think it'll be good. I can, I totally get the, it may be worthless, but I'm leaning towards it. Sarah, how's your B2? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> my Magna Guard is definitely not unlocked. So, oh. I think I'm gonna pass on this one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard much of your theory crafting about how you're gonna <laughs> use. <laughs> she was she was unusually quiet during yeah. the whole thing, wasn't she? I, uh... Yeah. <laughs> This is not going to be somewhere where I'm not where I'm going to uh, dive in. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to put 200 carbs or something like that into pumping no. up your B2. <laughs> no, I'm not. I see. Have I you see, guys? I see. CG Go ahead. And I see the distraction here, and it's not happening. Oh, stay strong. Yeah. Staying on target. Yeah, I hear you. That's a good idea. Target locked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it can be evaded apparently, but yeah, I hear you. Have you guys looked at Magna Guard's gear requirements? He's an a hole. Yeah, yes, it's I insane. Have. It's something like four hundred carbs or something to get him it to is. gear eleven, gear twelve. Yep. I think he's I was... gonna stay locked for me. Well, see, I think they're they're gonna they're gonna make him really good. He's gonna be a really good tank, and they're gonna make him crucial to the team to make people drop money. Because I envision the separatist droids being a good red encounter, and so they want people dropping money to gear up these tough to get, tough to gear droids to counter Revan. It'll be all the new rage. Until they do come out with the Darth Malak and Darth Revan stuff. 
which makes sense. He's a Jedi killer, and I, I think everyone is banking on that, or at least a lot of people yeah. are. Um, yeah. But no, he, yeah, I just, I pulled him up. It's 450 carbs and 200. Oh my guns. gosh. And like some people already have him geared up. I mean, not a ton. I'm like, what were you thinking? I mean, you should, <laughs> if you already have him geared 12, you should be losing at this game or spending a lot of money on it. Like yeah. If you're spent money on it, fine. But if you're someone that's uh, in a normal range. And none yeah. of those stun guns are gear 12 ones. They're all up into it. Only I know. 50 of, only 50 of the carbs are at gear 12. So he is uh, not an easy one to gear. No, thank and what you. stinks. <laughs> yeah, or unlock, apparently. So. <laughs> if they do make him, give him some kind of taunting effect and where he's like the main tank for the team, he is it's a hard. guard. He should, but yes, continue. Yeah, he should. And they should give him a cape. They should also change his look. A cape? I agree. Yeah. yeah he has a cape in the... Oh. Have you seen the Clone Wars episodes with him? Yeah. I have. I must have tuned out the cape. Yeah, it was only early on. It was definitely early in the first season that they had him with the cape guarding Grievous's secret lair. He was really cool in those episodes. And then Grievous just ran away like five episodes in a row. I, yeah. I just watched those. So that was fun. But anyway, yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with a tank, it's hard to have him succeed when he's undergeared. So like things like B1 coming out, as Sarah yeah. will share, mm -hmm. you might be okay getting away with the undergeared. But tanks, you can't. You need the extra carbs. You need the extra bulkiness to have them survive yeah so, so he's gonna the, the stars aren't even needed or sometimes it's the gear that's yeah the, mm -hmm. for the tanks yeah but back to b2 so right now when you play as him his unique two reactive protocol i don't think his cooldowns will get reduced by himself be his own attacks being evaded or himself being damaged oh you're right him. yep 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 it says ally Whenever yeah. a separatist ally. I really wish... Because, well, look at the wording there, and then the wording in Relentless Barrage. Relentless Barrage says whenever another ally is evaded or damaged, but Reactive Protocol says whenever a separatist ally. I think that should count him, the Reactive Protocol, the wording of it. Because I believe mm. with a character like Vader... His speed up based on Empire ally or Sith ally, he himself counts. I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 But so they might need that might be a bug that they need to fix if or they do word it right. 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 But see if now if he did get the benefit, then he would work a lot better. Because what I and what I would like to see with B two is he's fighting a team where they all have foresight up. He does his mow down because none of them hit. He gets his cooldowns reduced so he can immediately do it again when they don't have foresight and wipe off all those buffs. Yep. That's I would that's what I had envisioned, but then when you said that, it's like, oh an ally, but yeah, that's other cool. ally like the other one does. Yeah. In my testing, it hasn't worked out that way. His cooldowns have never reduced from his own attacks. Got it. Well, that's probably the answer then. But. Yeah, but it's a bummer. 
And so that's why there's not really any other separatist you're running him with as of now. Because even if you tried to pull in some of the Geonosians, I don't see it working out. So that whole unique as of now is almost non-existent in his kit. You could roll him with a Saj. It wouldn't do a 10, but yeah. the only useless yeah. or yeah. useful separatist, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, see, now that also is what makes the separatist droid allies gain 5% turn meter. I wish it was just separatist allies. Mm-hmm. And... It doesn't okay, sound yeah. like you'll be Zadie in here. Yeah. I don't know. I'll let I, you know how it goes when I do it. Okay. <laughs> but he 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 should be cool and he'll be a simple character that the AI should be able to use well. I'm really excited for some kind of target locked team where the negative twenty five critical chance and evasion become important. And I can share more of my theory crafting once Sarah talks about B1. Because together, they're going to dramatically reduce crit chance on the enemy team. Good segue. Number two, Sarah, (laughs) it's been teed up for you. Tell us about what I think everyone is actually pretty excited about. I am. Because this will be my first Separatist droid I have on (laughs) there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, so, uh, first thing I would like to point out on their kit, they say that he is a fragile, I feel like that's a key word here, fragile separatist (laughs) attacker. Uh, Okay, so his basic ability, B1 Barrage, final text reads, deal physical damage to target enemy. If target was target locked, all droid allies recover 5% of their leader's max health and protection. Um, I feel like that's interesting that they pinpoint it to the leader. Indeed. Yeah. We'll get back. We'll come back to that. Continue. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. First special, blast them. Uh, cooldown of zero, might I add. What? Yep. <laughs> deal physical damage to all enemies and inflict target lock for two turns on the selected target gain one stack of droid battalion for each other separatist ally heal target other separatist ally for 0.5% health and 0.5% protection for each stack of droid battalion I can't wait till you tell us what droid battalion is continue (laughs) It's, it's coming up. Oh, good, good, good. Patience. <laughs> First unique, Roger Roger. Uh, they needed another... that name. That needed to be there. Yes. So <laughs> excited. There. Uh, when another Separatist ally uses an ability during their turn, B1 assists, dealing 40% less damage, limit once per turn. When another droid ally uses a special ability, B1 gains 15% turn meter pretty good mm-hmm. interesting his second unique droid battalion this is a zeta b1 can't score critical hits or be revived b1 has no protection one health and 100 stacks of droid battalion 
and can't be defeated or destroyed while they have droid battalion. When all stacks of droid battalion expire, B1 immediately <laughs> destroys itself. B1 is immune to damage over time. When B1 takes damage, they dispel debuffs on themselves and lose eight stacks of droid battalion. At the start of B1's turn, they gain three stacks of droid battalion. That is a lot of math, side note. <laughs> and, and not like nice round numbers either no. eight to the three and the... yep uh, so droid battalion each stack grants b1 plus two percent offense and all separatist allies plus 0.5 percent tenacity and critical avoidance how about that math oh, man sweet <laughs> math Excellent. Uh, now, Sarah, explain him in layman's term to everyone now. <laughs> I want to hear your, your take on B1. What is he going to do for you out there? He's going to explode. At some well, lots point. of times, huh? <laughs> at some point, he's going to explode. Now, so here's my question. He can't be defeated or destroyed. So I guess that means he's immune to, like, annihilate, execute, all that kind of stuff. I think each of those will take away eight stacks. Yes. Because it would just do damage. Yes. Correct. On his whole one health. Yes. Yep. They will take away from his stacks. Yeah. His one health will just always be there pretty much. Hmm. And that, yeah, so using an it's Annihilate on B1 is not your best option. I think it was a really witty way. Like they had to get a think tank of CG people to try and come up with a endless, almost endless character. That's not just a clone of the zombie character, mm -hmm. but still give it some kind of uniqueness. And I think they did a really good job. Me too. Isn't I think that's the general sentiment that, who knows? Maybe it'll suck. By the time everyone's hearing this, you can have them unlocked because um, it's coming out mm -hmm. tomorrow as of our time. But it was not anything I thought of or had, but totally makes sense and is not just a carbon copy of Zombie, which they could have done and people would have been happy with. Um, but I feel like this is cooler. And, you know, the last time we had someone with, I mean, Droid Battalion is almost like cooldowns in reverse. Yeah, like BB BB eight with his seventy or whatever, and people are like, what? What is this? Like, we'll never, like, it totally becomes part of what you're adding is to have the secret intel everywhere. It's like this has that type of feel to it, only to yep. keep them alive. So I thought that was uh, a pretty cool uh, step in there. Yeah, I'm so excited. And how are you going to use them? Fill us in, Sergi. Yeah, I. I want to say he'll be good on defense and he'll definitely be good on offense if you can maneuver it to where he stays alive. Because w one of the main benefits I see is his droid battalion. It's not just his like virtual hit points. So he's only got one health, but you, he, you really got to keep track of his battalion because that's basically his health pool. But what I like is the benefit each stack gives. So all Separatist allies get half a percent of tenacity, half a percent crit avoidance. So if you Zeta him, 
at the start of battle, all Separatist allies, so if you're going in with a full Separatist squad, have 50% tenacity boost and 50% crit avoidance. Which is nice. That's very good. 50% crit avoidance. So add on to that target lock power from the B2, and you're looking at 75% of a... Like, imagine it as 75% crit chance taken away from the enemies. So you'll virtually never get hit by a critical hit. I mean, isn't Luke Skywalker's, like, his entire leadership used to be, like, 20% tenacity? Or something ridiculous. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, his, yes, It's almost yes. like a full... Farm Luke. See. Farm boy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, now it's up to 50% yep. when you throw a Zeta on him. So I mean, like his Luke Skywalker's entire leadership is with a Zeta about the same as B one gives you at the start. As yeah, <laughs> but see what's cool if you keep him alive and you keep using his special, which has a zero cooldown. So do the math, and when he uses his special, if you've got five separatist allies, he's getting three for it being his turn four for all the allies on the team. So he'll end up with plus seven stacks of droid battalion each turn he takes. So the, it's almost balances out to, if you can only have him get hit one time between his turn and his next turn, then he'll keep staying at around 100. If you can just avoid him from getting hit more than once each of his turns. Mm-hmm. And he heals if, them for half of their yeah. uh, health and protection if you're at 100%. Or yeah. stacks. So that one attack is an AoE, puts target lock on an enemy, gives himself another life, and heals an ally at the start of the battle 50% protection and 50% health. And as time goes on, if you're able to keep B1 alive, he'll be able to heal even more. We'll have to see how it works out, but what, like even once he drops this next week, you could throw him on a team with Sunfac. Sunfac is already really bulky, but imagine him never getting critically hit, and you can't put stun or buff immunity on him because of his high tenacity. And then once you do start to whittle down Sunfac, B1 just heals them up 50% crit chance or 50% health and protection. So it may have some uses outside of the five they're giving us. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be exciting to see the theory crafting of Geonosians. <laughs> Haven't had that for a while. Yep. And then, yeah, yeah, like, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, so I was just going to go on the, uh, I mentioned before, it's like, uh, so if target lock, the droid allies recover 5% of leaders' max health and protection. Yes, on the basic. Grievous is uh, the most health, I believe, in the entire game when you add in his special Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the devs on the Galactic War Report. Quick sidebar, do either of you listen to that? That's like the only podcast that I listen to. 
I enjoy it. I assume most people that listen to this do at least some of that. Those guys are great. But they mention that. The devs are on the show, and they're like, that Grievous will do damage based off his max health. And having this in here suggests to me that, if anything, they're going to make his max health go even higher, or maybe it stacks in some way. So um, that uh, recovery should be pretty substantial from what they're hinting at anyway. Nice. Yeah. I didn't think of, because I, I don't know how they're, I didn't know how they're going to mess with Grievous, but I knew that. So a couple things with the kit, like his basic, it's got to be the leader's max health and protection because it can't be his because he doesn't have any protection and he just has one health. Wouldn't that be great? You get five percent of the one health. <laughs> and then like his unique droid battalion, he can't score critical hits or be revived. He can't score critical hits because then it'd be super broken under an HK lead of him just special over and over and over and over. And his barrage hitting too from uh everyone yeah. else calling to assist every turn. Yep. So don't dream of him being useful under an HK lead. Which yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, maybe maybe they'll do something else with HK, and they're preparing ahead of time not to have a broken interaction between them. Mm-hmm. I think so. Kind of like crew and uh, regular Kylo. They're like, ah, that can't happen. So yeah. And uh, I should uh, mention they did clarify it, multiple hits will all on the same turn will count to take away eight each turn. So if you hit him with a scavenger ray B1 and use her second special oh. where it hits four times, that will take away 32 stacks, not just eight. Or if you uh, uh, used, I guess, Rolo or you know what I just thought of is uh, using Fulcrum um i feel like that thematically mm. really works like you can hit eight times and take away 64 uh mm-hmm. uh of the That's a great battalions just like that which fits for me thematically i feel like she could work out super well against that yeah and that's the, a great counter the, the zeta by the way adds 50 of those stacks so without the zeta you're at 50 but with it you're at 100 so those types of characters we haven't used much may be beneficial. We'll see. So if you but hopefully, assist... oh yes. So if you call a mass assist, it'll really, really take him down. Yep, I'm worried about marked. Just like why don't you just yeah. mark B one and there goes yep. like half of his oh. stuff there. But once you mark him, he. I want to say he'll hopefully lose Mark, even though it can't be dispelled. Hopefully, it would make sense that it removes it anyways, because it's... And they don't so, assist? Well, I don't, I don't remember Revan's kit, but even if they did all assist, hopefully he's not marked so that if you've got somebody else to tank or to taunt that B1 will still continue to get hit until he dies. Cause right. it would th- only make, the, it would only make sense thematically away. for Mark to go away after the initial hit. 
because it's supposed to be like a new droid, not the same one. Thematically. Yeah, or are you sending your entire Jedi team over to that area of droids? Now I'm just reaching here. But I I hope that's if, if we want B1 to be good, if you want Revan to be good, you want the marked to call all of them and hit five times. But we'll see. Right, but, but after that, hopefully he doesn't have Mark anymore. Oh, no, I think for sure Mark will be gone. It's just a matter of does he call the whole team first? Like, do you think you lose forty stacks almost instantly? What's the what's? I do think he would, but it would depend okay. on the wording. But no, I think he's going to lose forty stacks, and which would also make your whole team lose crit avoidance, lose tenacity. That's going to be part of the fun strategy. Wise is trying to figure out how to keep droid battalion for the benefits, but the enemy is trying to whittle it down to get rid of those benefits. Yeah. On the other hand, then B2 does his thing and uh, will definitely be uh, throwing Mo down right back at you. So there's some, yeah. there's some things there. Yep. And I also want to point out that the stacks grant him 2% offense. So at the beginning of the match, if you've got the Zeta, plus 200% offense to the B1, and he does not hit weak... He's pretty good damage, even with his 40% less damage when he assists. I was watching some of the other Game Changer videos, and his assist, I was seeing do just as much damage as a character's main attack. And does it a bunch of times. Yep. And so, B2, every time he gets 100% turn meter because an ally got evaded or hit, he's calling B1 to assist with him. So there we go. B2 does his basic, puts target lock, then B1 assist, hits that unit, and recovers everyone 5% max health and protection. Should work out. I think they, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. Should become shortly. Is there any reason to gear him other than doing that little extra damage? Will there be a good difference between gear seven and gear twelve? Do we have a night sister zombie situation, <laughs> paper style? I didn't look too much at the gear. I know that he only needs fifty carbs, his entire all the way to gear twelve. Fifty carbs is it. That's the rest is Yeah. The rest is I think he does need a lot of the hair dryers, the blow dryers, whatever those are called. Syringes, those ones? Yes, syringes. (laughs) Syringes. Syringes and stun cuffs, 250 of those, but otherwise it's pretty pretty good. But those aren't as, they are in demand, but not as in demand as carbs. So I think gearing him won't be too bad of a burden, and you'll appreciate the extra damage he's able to deal out. Sounds but besides the, besides the extra damage, no, gearing doesn't matter. Excellent. Sarah, you're just so quiet today. Where, where Do you feel left out with these uh, no. separatist droids? Okay, all right. I'm not going to use them. <laughs> oh. What if they're super good? Will you change your mind at all? If like, are you gonna rush to get them at the end, or this is a a hundred percent? We're gonna nail you down on this today. So I'm you not come gonna back use on them. Sh- 
Okay, oh, all right, all right. Two weeks, we're, we'll we'll pull up that sound clip if you have them all. <laughs> if they 12, are super good, star. they'll be like a side project. But I'm not going to go out of my way to like unlock Magna Guard and B2. <laughs> and then gear them too. Gross. And then gear them. Whatever. Will you be bitter if they're a good Revan counter? Because I'm sure I could just figure out something that I already have to counter them. And okay. my, yeah, like... my arena's a nightmare anyway, so if they're oh, since Revan... the, since the new Revens came in, yeah, if they're if they're a good Revan counter, by all means, let's shake it up. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, we'll uh, we'll probably have quite a bit more of this next episode too, when we have the other threes revealed and are uh, using the full team. But uh, we'll move on to uh, number three and uh, off. Lots of times this would be like our big news of the show. We have like a new ship coming to the game in a new way. I want to get uh, everyone's opinion about that. But uh, Sergi, do you want to tell us about the Emperor's Shuttle, which has been yeah. somehow like overshadowed by I don't know. prequel droids? Like that seems crazy to me, but I'm yep. more excited for the droids too. So, yep, it's surprising. Sarah, did you work hard to get? Emperor Shuttle built up? Sure did not. <laughs> <laughs> For a second there, I thought you were going to say sure did. No, no. That was a good fake out. That was a good <laughs> juke. I, uh, I did my however many um, sims a day. I think I did like nine or ten, however many it works out with your energy. Mm -hmm. Didn't buy any energy. I, uh, I think he's at 34 out of 80 shards right now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Pains I see me. all these distractions, but it's not going to work. <laughs> not happening. Kudos. That's the best way yeah. to do it. <laughs> Good willpower. Good willpower. I mean, he's going to come back on another table. Will he? Will yeah. he? Eventually. It could, it could be two weeks. It could be two and a half years. Who knows? <laughs> game is still kicking in two and a half years <laughs> they have an ambitious five-year plan <laughs> but yeah i hear you i hear you uh yeah yep. i know some people did did you did you guys i did yeah i i my very last 100 i just did the 100 refreshes and bought one of the ship packs my very last refresh on the last day i got him up to five star yeah, I got mine to five star. And it was purely for fanboy. Nothing to do with him seeming like he's going to be a great shakeup to the meta. Yeah. Just I just really him. like, yeah. He's got that cool black stripe down his nose. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> That's the only way to distinct his chip from the rest of the normal Stormtrooper shuttles. I did not know that. Yep, he's got he's got a cool little black emperor stripe. Lots of little sidebars here. All right, it's, it's evil mustache on his. Tell ship. us how he works. Tell it how it works yeah. with his evil mustache. It is the evil mustache. You're right, isn't it? <laughs> so the basic is aggressive offense. Oh well, first emperor's shuttle is dark side empire Sith support. 
the crew is Emperor Palpatine and the Royal Guard. Makes so sense. makes okay. yep makes sense. Basic ability: aggressive offense. Deal special damage to target enemy. That's basically it. It does have. (laughs) (laughs) If the enemy is target locked, inflict crit damage down on target enemy for two turns. Which is a new debuff I learned. Yes, new debuff. But I also don't see that being very useful. And so I'm disappointed in his basic because it's basically just damage. It's, It's basic. Yeah, yeah. First special, Emperor's Influence. And this is what, by gearing up your Palpatine, you'll be able to gear up this ability. Dispel all debuffs from target, Empire, or Sith ally. Then they recover 50% of their max health and protection. Dispel all buffs from target enemy and inflict buff immunity on all target-locked enemies for two turns. Really cool. But this ability starts on cooldown and can't be evaded. So three turn cooldown, which seems like a lot longer as you're waiting it out, especially if he's not seven star and so he's slower than his max potential. And the Falcon kills your whole team before three (laughs) cooldown ever occurs. Yeah. But... Being able to heal an ally 50% max health and protection for ships when there's virtually zero healers, that's pretty good. It is. And dispel and uh, cleanse. Yeah. Cleanse your ally. Dispel the buffs on an enemy. And I really like the mass buff immunity that he can put out on target-locked enemies. That's going to be really interesting. And so he should be able to work well as a houndstooth killer. But I would not count on it working against a houndstooth Millennium Falcon hybrid team. Agreed. The other crew ability, and this is where you'll have to gear up your Un- not lock, uh, not unlocked, or your gear eight royal guard I is royal. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what what gear Mine. level? She's gear ten. Mine is exactly gear eight. Good call. Good oh. call. Nice, nice. Mine's gear nine. So we got a good little eight, nine, ten. <laughs> <laughs> so this ability is royal escort. Escort also a three turn cooldown. Deal special damage to target enemy and inflict target lock on them for two turns. Then the healthiest other Empire or Sith ally taunts for two turns. So that's interesting in that while there also aren't many taunting tanks within the ship mode, you can now use the Command Emperor shuttle to force a healthy ally to taunt. That's kind of cool. Even if you don't want it, though. Yeah, that's the downside. Like, whatever. I have you guys used. I'm gonna cut in here. Uh, or no, have go you ahead. Used him at all, Sergi or Sarah? Obviously not Sarah. I take that. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> I. 
it's tough because I've already used a lot of crystals refreshing ships to test out counters to Millennium Falcon. I do not feel like doing it with the Emperor's Shuttle. Mainly because I don't see... Like, if you put him in your starting lineup, he's not going to be of any benefit to you. Uh, he does have a unique we're about to get to, but virtually no benefit to you. Because it's hard for him to do target lock. He doesn't put anything to increase your team's survivability besides the unique we're about to get to. But <laughs> You're really selling them. I know, I know. <laughs> he would be great if his emperor's influence did not start on cooldown. The AI wouldn't use him smartly, but at least he could be useful on offense mm -hmm. by coordinating that well with a Darth Vader's ship to quickly get Houndstooth out of the equation. But having it start on three turns cooldown, you've got a virtually useless ship just sitting there eating up one of your first three slots until hopefully he can survive three turns from now. And hopefully enemies have target lock that hasn't been dispelled. If you have it's, Vader, that they'll, they'll still be on there. That's where they kind of have some synergy at least. Yep. But the problem is with this Millennium Falcon meta, the enemy Akbar ship will go and kill one of your starting three before you get a chance. Because they recommend you putting the Sith Bomber as synergy with Emperor's Shuttle. Sith Bomber is too slow that he won't get a taunt up and Emperor's Shuttle won't be able to put a taunt on him until after enemy Akbar has already gone and done his AOE call to rebels to assist to kill you. So he doesn't do anything to help defeat the new rebel meta. Not even a little. So I, I, yeah, I brought it up. I used him. I didn't use it all against Akbar because why try? But I did do yeah. some in the ship. Like the ship battles are probably the closest thing do we have. Oh, for that's smart. Testing because you know the, some of those hard ones like on level five are actually fairly built up and they work. And so like I won every time with it. But there was certainly you know I I mentioned the put the healthiest taunt up. Like so if you're running it with Tide Pilot Invader, I don't want any of them to taunt. You know what I mean? Like it's I want their damage to be spread out and hopefully they can survive. But if you put a taunt on Vader, then they're gonna focus him down. So I can see that being a problem more than beneficial mm -hmm. unless you're running whatever, the B twenty eight or something along those lines. But it certainly worked. You know, it was it's probably on the slightly lower than the Geonosians in that range of ships. Yeah. So it could be good. So that, I I interrupted you. You can continue with the no, you're good. reinforcement here. You're good. Y'all jump in anytime. Uh, his unique is battle-tested formation. Dispel all debuffs on the Emperor's shuttle anytime it takes damage from a target-locked enemy. Pretty cool. Empire and Sith allies gain protection up 20% for two turns 
when critically hit, doubled to 40% for Empire or Sith allies that are taunting. That is the most interesting part of this whole kit. The new Xeris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Yep, when critically hit. But better than Xeris, even if you've got max health, you can always get protection up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's cool is that if one Empire ally or Sith ally gets hit, all of your team, Empire and Sith, get 20% up. Not just that one unit that got hit. Oh, really? Huh. I didn't yeah. Know. So think of it as... Because 20% is the same that Houndstooth gets, I believe. So think of it the same thing that Houndstooth does, except your whole team is getting that buff up. That it just doesn't it sound better. Yeah, it just doesn't stack like Houndstooth does. Like your protection up has to be hit before you'll get it back up. Does that make sense? Yep. So yeah, that does make it sound better. So that part of the kit is really cool and definitely has some good potential there. I think the main problem, most players aren't going to have the B-28 bomber built up. If you did, you could definitely theorycraft a good team. Might not be good against Hans Millennium Falcon Rebels, but against any other team, this could definitely be a strong offense or defense if you've got B-28 bomber built up well. Yeah, if this had come out in December, I feel like people would be a fair amount of people would be using it to take out Houndstooth. Yes. Yeah. And, and the, yep. the Mace meta for short-lived as it was. Yep. Actually give somebody a an incentive to build up the Sith ships that came out of the blue and have not been heard from ever since. The Sith fighter Blinding and the Sith... Time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... We've also got his reinforcement, Imperial Entanglement. When he enters battle, the Emperor's shuttle gains protection up 25% and crit hit immunity for two turns. Empire and Sith allies gain offense up for two turns, inflict tenacity down on target enemy for two turns, which can't be evaded or resisted. The Emperor's shuttle can use Emperor's influence immediately. I think that's the big part of that one is so you can actually get it sooner than three. You can get it on the second turn of the capital ship if you uh, yep. have the reinforcement. So I think it, it'll, he'll be a better reinforcement than a starter. Yep. Yeah. Which is good. We need more powerful reinforcement characters. But one of the problems is that you have to have him five star if you hope to max out his reinforcement ability. Oh yeah. Didn't even think about that. You're right. Yep. Yep. So that's another way they were trying to urge players to really spend to chase the ship. Cause if you don't get him five star, then you've got to have them in your starting lineup 
and just have him sit around for three turns before finally using that cool ability. Does uh, do you guys think it'll come back on ships or like next time it comes? Because they mentioned it could be all over. Do you think that'll come to like Cantina would obviously be much better than ships or anything would be better than the ship one? Do you think it will? Or like this ship will always come to ships and then, then if they release something else, then they might go to different ones. What do you think, Sarah? I think they're going to put it on different tables. Otherwise, it just seems silly to have this whole like. They they made a big deal about chasing him around the table, so just they did. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like you have to do it that way. They can show you have to, but yeah. (laughs) My theory is that he's not going to come back in another chase. He'll be released in like following the normal cadence of characters, and that we'll just see a different. Char- new character that instead of Marquis, he'll be done in a chase manner. I don't think they're going to do a chase with him again. Oh, got it. Oh, I was definitely under the impression like he will come back to them. Yeah. At least, like, they'll just do this over and over a few times. But maybe not. See, I don't think so because the crystal cost would be too low for a player to get it to seven star. It would be cheaper this way than... Oh, for sure. If, Especially if you put it anywhere other than ships. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think they're going to have the chase that's, again. That's too nice of them. Yeah, because with the chase, they made players like me that will take the marquee and not buy any of the packs to build them up, just wait till they become free to play. But with the chase, it's... If you just spend more energy, it's just energy. Don't worry about energy refreshes. You use those all the time. Just use that's another refresh and yeah. Just one more <laughs> hit. So that's a, even coming back one more time, I think gets them more because I wouldn't be able to do what I did this time. I wouldn't be able to seven start. I could get to like six and a half or something. So then I'd have to be like, oh boy, I don't know. Maybe I really would. So that I, I probably wouldn't, but I could see that working on me where then I do dive into the crystal stash. How many, is it 330 shards for a full seven star character? Yep. yep. So it's whatever, 185 so, from five to seven stars. And yeah. It 145 to get there. So I did only the 100 crystal refreshes for ships. Each of those each day. So about 300 crystals, I think. And then I bought the 600 crystal ship energy pack. So altogether, I think I spent 2,100 crystals and got five star. And you also got all the ship stuff you were going to maybe not do quite so many, but do... Like, it was good for me to get a little bit more caught up on Lando Falcon and Anakin and Sith. Yeah, that, that was fun. It actually made it worth it to buy ship energy. But So I got, for 2,100 crystals, five-star Emperor Shuttle and a lot more 
shards of Anakin's Eta Two and the Sith Fighter. If they brought it back again, just one more time, I'll have seven star Emperor's shuttle for forty two hundred crystals, plus a bunch of the stuff I get naturally from farming those nodes. I don't think they want a care a person to get seven star shuttle for only forty two hundred crystals. I think the second time would be a little more because it's like a 50 extra shards than what you did this time. So you'd have to, it wouldn't be a ton more, but you might be looking at like 6,000 crystals, which is certainly less than the whatever marquee of 50,000. Well, I mean, I got five star with only spending 2,100 this time. So if they brought it back for five days and I was able to get another 180 that I got this time, for 2100 then altogether i'll have only spent 4200 crystals right but this time you only did 125 next time you'd need 180 shards 185 yeah right we're gonna win a math battle now (laughs) oh you say fight 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 okay i see i see what you're saying (laughs) i thought i had it in my head that it took 180 shards to get to five star but you're right no, just the just the 80 and the 65 right? you're right you're right okay well let's let's see how many i exactly got 145 80 plus 65 yes right yes Did i say differently i mean those are the that's what it is the 80 and the 65 no. okay you're right i'll be i'll be right under seven star next time which if that happens I just buy a couple more 200 crystal refreshes. So you're right. It would cost. Yeah. So let's say, let's say 5,000 crystals altogether. That's still way cheaper. Yeah. That's still, and for ship, for a ship where they want to charge you premium 100 crystal for one shard from the shop. So here is my uh, thing of maybe what they'll do. Maybe the second time it comes around and you're chasing it, the drop rates aren't as high. Hmm. Yep. Mm. Like in Cantina, the instead of being eighty percent of a twenty yeah. note, it's thirty percent. Yeah. Because they were pretty more generous than they have been in anything else with a drop rate. That's a good. Point. I, was getting, I was getting more um, shuttle shards than I was what I was actually farming. Oh, for sure, because those are only like thirty-three percent or whatever yeah. they are. So it's nice what to if see they... them pop up. Yeah, yeah. Rewarding. What if they bring it back for just like a day, maybe? Yeah, they could do that too. That's actually a good point, that the first one was the five days, but then it's two days once a month or something like that. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd be good with that. Anyway, I, I was all for this mixing it up of the marquee. I am undecided yet i think they should reserve it for when it's thematically appropriate and a big deal ship like it's not this ship's not necessarily a big deal gameplay wise but i think it's a big deal in the lore oh yeah i think it was yeah so i think it was okay to do it this way but it definitely cost players a lot more crystals to even get it unlocked. As we can see, Sarah didn't get it unlocked. Whereas if it was Marquis, she'd have it for free. Yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, good point. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I have it five don't... star and I'm never going to use it. So I, you don't have to be too annoyed. <laughs> so I hope they don't lean too hard into this new method. It'll be more profitable for them, but we will miss out on a free unlock. That's how they get us. All right. Yeah. I like it. So on to the number four news and this week's update is super unfortunate. Where are my Karth and Juhani? Anyway, um, the uh, update for this week was just that they're going to put in the original Territory War bonuses with Mace, Cup, Grievous, and Dooku. So uh, get those ready for the Territory War that starts on Valentine's Day. Give your love to Mace. But I was I was really hoping that we'd uh, be able to get those old Republic going. So I can't tell if they're being super jerks to us and will give us even less time to farm them, or if Darth Revan slash Malak is being farther away than I anticipated. We'll see. We'll see. But we're hoping for a little bit more. And then uh, number five for the February calendar, the B1 comes out today as you hear this. Hopefully everyone's enjoying. And then the Magna Guard and General Grievous rework come on the 20th and Droidica on the 21st that they revealed that in a little video, which I thought was good. They have not done in a long time a like, hey, here's the characters over this next two week period. It's always just been yes. like update drops on Wednesday and they may or may not have given us a kid at all at the most a week but this was just kind of like hey the next three weeks are already planned I'd much rather have it that way than the I mean maybe a surprise every once in a while but this is nice to have this set up this yeah I agree I, I appreciated the little calendar thing yep without giving us the kits it doesn't make people necessarily want to save for it but by teasing it it builds up hype and allows us to be excited looking forward to it mm -hmm. unless you're sarah yeah exactly <laughs> then i don't care i don't care at all <laughs> all right that uh, brings us to our i love you i know segment i know it's easy to get jaded by this game but there's a reason why we're still playing it after three years it might just be addiction but anyway uh, but each show we uh, talk about what we've enjoyed over the past uh, week or two of Galaxy of Heroes. So uh, let's start with Sarah. What's been good? Um, so obviously our arenas are full of Revens now. And I managed, I should preface this, this was not at my payout hour. At my payout, I was in rank 16, which was okay. Um, but I had spent a refresh and I was curious how high I could climb and I managed to get to rank three. Nice. And, was it like eight good. last time or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the highest I've been. Congrats. <laughs> That's exciting. Now you got to hold them off. I was kind of hoping no one would <laughs> notice that I was just sitting there because <laughs> they haven't let me in. <laughs> just keep bugging them at the wrong times. Yeah, they, have to. they noticed I was there, but it was fine. Now that I know I can do it, I'm just going to have to keep doing it. Perfect. That's right. It's worth a refresh. Yeah, fine. Nice. Take back the power. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, and we are still 
undefeated this year in territory war so nice quite nice all because of your guidance on the battlefield no okay no i don't guide (laughs) (laughs) just kind of let everyone do their thing we were we were curious because you know now that almost everybody has revan it's kind of interesting to see how things play out it is i agree go on good for you sergi how about you i i have enjoyed getting to look forward to the upcoming reworks i'm glad that they gave us the little trailer and told us what was coming and it's kind of spaced out more than usual like two weeks waiting for a announced Grievous rework and Magna Guard rework. But it's kind of cool. And But besides that, I have really enjoyed Grand Arena. I wish they would bring that back more. Really? I mean, Oh, for sure. I, I'm, I, not kind of, I do for sure. Or at least put it during <laughs> the... I know everyone probably says this, but why is that not during territory battles? That makes no uh, sense yeah. to me. Yeah. I agree. Well, see, I thought the same thing, but the way they've got it now kind of makes sense as well. Because the, let's see, the join and setup phase was very altered some. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, it was at the very end of the territory battle. And then even though we had territory war, I believe the fight phase for territory or for a grand arena was the setup day for territory war. Yes. Yeah. They overlapped yeah. for a couple hours of attack. That's not super important. It was just like the whole, it's a different, I don't know, mindset to me. I would like to have the PVP stuff. Territory battles is super boring to me now. Like I just have yeah, interested in it. So like that whole week is just nothing until yeah. maybe the last day. But. Yeah, it, it was one of my favorites when it first came out, but now Agreed. it's yep. just so it's so easy to beat for me. Like with all the new characters coming out for light side, if you've got Chewbacca, he and Han can carry you through even phase six battles. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And dark side, you know, if your guild finally gets Treya or... Just some of the like Bosk and all those like just yeah, roll yeah. through it. The whole thing. Yeah. So the time has a or the I don't know the words, the phrase, I don't know what I'm saying, but it's showing its age now in that long even in the, the tooth, maybe. Battles, yeah. <laughs> long in the hound's tooth. Oh, all right, it's, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> The the territory battles are showing their age in that they aren't that hard if you've started to finally build up the marquees they've been coming out with. Agreed. Yeah, that, that's due for an update. That was my yeah, yeah, I, this is This is not what this segment was supposed to be about. I'm right, sorry. Right, was, right. It's not a rant time. It is a... This segment is what we like. Yes. I like Grand Arena. I think I want it all the time. So I think I would like them to overlap it with territory battles and territory wars. Oh yeah, I'm, like just have it every week. Be, 
but I'm not sure. I say that I want that, but I don't know if that would be too much playing. I don't know. That's a but, lot of stress. But then, you, but then you don't, yeah. like, if you have it all the time, you're not as stressed about it. I'd be stressed every day. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Possibly. Yep. That's so, what I'm kind of worried about, too. It might be I'd too be much stress. Every attack day. Defense day is fine. You just kind of you look at the roster, figure out your gameplay. But attack day, I freak out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and they do like have the balance. twenty minutes of battles. But yeah. I, agree. I, I do too. I'm not. Well, that wasn't like throwing shade. That was I. I absolutely do the same thing. Like I even get when nervous I know, about this stupid game when this grand arena comes up, and I yeah. enjoy it. And, and even when it. I know that, like I have it in the bag, I'm still stressed. And have to like double check every two hours on if they yeah. attacked or not. Yep. Yep. So I guess they've gotten the right balance. Cause even though I say I want it, if they did make it too available, I'd want it less. <laughs> like I, I was they thinking know, of the Sith Ray. what's best for us. Yeah. yeah. No, for <laughs> too real. Much, like... Too much candy, too much. <laughs> I was thinking of how we, we've got three raids now. And when the Sith raid came out, it's like, man, I hate having to wait three whole days, four days. Why can't we just do it every single day? But that would be way too much now that I, now that we're more used to the raid, having to take out an hour every day, it would stop yeah. being as fun. Yep. So yeah, I think I think they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah, we don't say that often, but <laughs> probably for the best. All right, and uh, I have enjoyed, uh, you mentioned before, just using B2. That was fun for me to mix it up after uh, just revving for a while. And then, of course, Grand Arena to uh, piggyback off. We don't have to go too deep. How how has the 5v5 Grand Arena been going for you too? Any tips or tricks for people or uh, working out well or not so much? Um, I have really enjoyed it. I'm actually winning this time excellent last last 5v5 i fought a guy i don't remember his name we talked about it on one of our episodes though but he did really well and kind of schooled me so that now i am better at playing grand arena excellent what a learning experience for you yeah it's weird (laughs) (laughs) you get all these characters And then realize, you know what? Even though I have to set seven teams, I can put together seven offense and seven defense and still be secure, not, well, I got to set, you know, five Geonosians on defense if I hope to keep seven offensive teams. So the balance is fun. And I remember we talked about where to set your strong teams. I think you should front load your territories with your strong teams mm-hmm. and then put your weak teams in the back with maybe one or two sneaky should be tough teams in the back. My first round, this territory battle or this grand arena, my enemy went full defense and I thought they like were one of those players that just set everything on defense and then see what your enemy is able to do. But turns out that was part of his strategy 
I front load or his thought was I'll front load everything with my best teams. See how much he his and get farther into his territories. Mm. So it got close. He got tripped up on my bounty hunters, which helped save me. I think if he had beaten them, I'd be in trouble. And I got tripped up on his CLS team he put on defense. That CLS, Han, Chewie, C-3PO, and R2 team was brutal. It's pretty good when you don't have Revan or Treya around. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had I had Treya, except he put Revan in another territory on the front. So I had to use my Treya against his Revan because I put my Revan on defense. So it was actually pretty smart of him to front load with a whole bunch of OP teams that made it really hard for me to break through. And the, the genius of that Commander Luke team, R2 would put stealth and force stealth on everybody else and foresight on himself. Han does the I don't know, his little groove dance where he puts thoughts <laughs> on everybody. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Which gives twenty five percent evasion. He gets thirty percent evasion from being there with C three PO. So then R2's got fifty five percent evasion. It's a high number. Yep. You need target lock from B two to bring that down. <laughs> Useful. Yep. yep. And I totally uh, do the opposite. I put uh, Revan and Basila in my back row. And they oh. uh, haven't been beat. See? See, I was doing that. I was listening to you, Faye. <laughs> I can't you hear you through. over being undefeated, but whatever. Continue. <laughs> touche. Touche. <laughs> but see, he made it through my front lines and then stopped at my Revan. Since he put his Revan and his Treya on defense, yep. If, yep, I, if I if I if I put my Revan in front, there's no way he would have got through. For sure, I hear you. I hear you. Both uh, both carry their risks and what I like that both are an option. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been uh, enjoying. Good luck on the final round for both. Did you win your first two, Sarah, or? Oh yeah, I. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sorry, I even asked. That was silly. I uh, I've nicknamed them the Red Wedding. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Because they were not, they were not pretty. (laughs) (laughs) And you betrayed all of them, and then. Yeah, I I will say so. What I did this time, um, so these two, my first two opponents. They both had Treyan, but they didn't have Revan. Um, so what I had planned to do, and usually I don't look at the opponent's ships because it's fairly obvious what everybody has. Um, and since we've all gotten uh, Han's Falcon, I've been paying more attention to ships. So I decided to put my Falcon on defense for these two because they also... Not only did they not have Revan, they didn't have the Falcon either. And they didn't mm. have a strong enough fleet squad that I could see that would beat my Falcon. 
Um, so normally what I would do is I would put my arena team on defense for ships and mm-hmm. then put Revan in front. Um, but one of my one of my guildies, Boxen, told me to put Revan in the bottom this time in front instead because if he made it through that top wall, there'd be no way they'd beat my Falcon team and ship. Smart. So, That's what I did too. Yeah, and you, you know what? It paid off. The, in the first round, they got stuck, and this round, um, I've already... I've already cleared them except for the ship team, but I don't think that, uh, I don't think they'll do anything really. So <laughs> the final round will be a different story because I'm sure I'll be facing one of the guys with Revan. Good luck. Nice. Good luck. Yeah. But I have also noticed, um, a lot and it's not an auto deployment kind of team, but people are just setting weird teams on defense. Like, like they don't listen to the show and they're just not good at it. Well, so today I in the front line it was JTR, BB eight, Scabray, Finn, and Rex. Yeah, there's probably better uses for Rex. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and now exists. your call is useless for Finn. For, yeah. Did he have Did he have the Zeta on Finn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you might not. I wonder I why. Know. I don't know why. Like, wh- I don't really understand the logic behind it. <laughs> and they weren't fast. I'm trying to think if it's like a specific, like it would work best for Bosk or something like that. Definitely would not work for Bosk. The tenacity well, up they, doesn't help. They you. weren't fast. Like so, BB-8 yep. was 189. Yeah, that's what. Nice. <laughs> yes. See, I took them out. I took them out with my mediocre Imperial troopers. Wow. Imperial troopers took out a JTR team. <laughs> Just let that simmer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if it's a. I don't know. I don't know if people are testing things or. Uh, I went test during a grand arena. Yeah, that's no. too much for. So don't do that. Not a recommendation from Sarah. No, don't do that. Because <laughs> uh, Imperial Troopers can take it out no problem. Perfect. All right. So on to our last moon segment. Might be long try. I don't know this time. But. Uh, Sarah needed to vent on her on some drop stuff. So I wanted to talk about like if any of you, because I know I have a couple, have some like superstitions or conspiracies or like really weird habits that we have for this game. Like, you know, the general agreed upon drop rate is 33% and that's kind of been shown over and over for uh, the shards. But people still do some specific things and Sarah Mm -hmm. is not in agreement with that. So vent for us oh. and then we'll have to hear if sir g has any because i do so i usually sim three at a time um depending on what the drop what the drop looks like if i if i get some shards three at a time i keep going if i don't then i drop it to two 
and then I drop it to one. Oh, you go less instead of the other oh, way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll go fewer. And um, so yesterday I did 16 sims on Fallen Bastila's node. And I got one shard. And the tears Ooh. came rolling. Oh, man, it was awful. <laughs> they are throttling her hard. Like, I think I did... I did, I did 16 again today, and I got four. So that's 25%. Uh -huh. You're not doing the right numbers. You, you got to do. See, there you oh, go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tell us how it needs to be done. Go on. No, keep going. Keep going. No, no, no. Keep going. Uh -uh. So, and, and let me just say, it's not just her node. It's also on Candorous's node because I refreshed my cantina energy for him. So what would that be? 10 Sims, you get a hundred and, is it 120 energy you get? Yeah, 120. Yeah. yeah. So 10 Sims, zero shards. Those are some sad days. They really are. So I don't think they're dropping. They're throttling. <laughs> Fine. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Sarah or is uh Sergi is she crazy? Uh I've had really good drop rates for falling <laughs> <Bastilla. laughs> I was gonna say mine were pretty good wound. too. <laughs> you can get the and salt right in there. <laughs> I've also been really surprised at how well Candorus has been dropping. Mine mine's seven star already as of a few what? days ago. <laughs> No. Yep. Yep. Moved on to farming L3 again. Yep. I get... So, my superstitions. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I used to do sets of two. Because similar to... I, like, I'm trying not to read too much into it, but when they gave us the drop rates for the command shuttle... And how the more energy you spent, the more percent chance you'd get a drop. Yeah. When you spent 20 energy, you had an 80% chance. If you spent 10 energy, you had a 40% chance. It's better, I think, to do one for 80% than to do two at 40%. Yes. So I think that there is a lot of room for discussion now on what kind of superstitions, conspiracies we should have. But so I've, I have believed that the 33% is about the right drop rate. So what I used to do is I'd do sets of two because it was more likely that one would drop than zero would drop. So I think that I would most of the time get at least one of two because the odds were more in my favor than of getting zero. So my superstition was that I'd get more doing it that way. But then I'd get frustrated and then decided to do sets of three because then because it's a 33% drop rate, hopefully I'll get at least one. But then didn't like that either once they upped the limits you can do. So now my new superstition 
kind of building off of my <laughs> my old set of oh, two thing. I'm glad I did this. Continue. Yeah, yeah. I do <laughs> sets of five. Uh-huh. And with a set of five, I'll usually get two or three. It's very unlikely I'll get one. And if I get two, that's a 40% drop rate. So I'm already doing better. So I think five is a good sweet spot. You'll consistently get two, sometimes three or four. But that's almost a 50% drop rate. And it works out pretty well for me. If I have X. Yeah, I would say five. I've tried doing eight at once. And most of the time, you'll only get two drop, two shards, three shards. Same as if you did five at once. Hmm. You guys so, are, I've got my... Are both more superstitious <laughs> than I thought for that. So I lightly... <laughs> oh, I will... I, I'll tell you after. I've got my game, game open. I'm going to do Fallen Bastilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see it. So I just refreshed the node. So I've got eight attempts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do five. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I got one. I got one. Okay. So, I only got I only got one. So now I'm going to do the other three that just left over. And I got one. Yeah. I mean, that's about, you know, 25%. Give or take. That's good. And better than Sarah gets, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> better than mine. Well, sometimes my superstition works. Okay, I did it again. I did it again, and uh-huh. I, I got, I got two from out of five. Great. So now you're right about at that thirty-three percent. Mm-hmm. And then I got two out of three. Nice. Oh. So I got six out of sixteen attempts. So it's three out of eight. Yes. So 37% is uh, right. That's about, only 37? Like, yep. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Curse you. <laughs> so I, you do, you, you have the right answer, by the way. I do five battles at a time, but not because I think it, <laughs> not because I think it drops more, even though I do, but just, I think it's a good sweet spot of mentally. It really bums me out to get zero and so mm-hmm. at least getting one doesn't feel like a total loss and you usually get two and you get three as much as you get one so it it just feels right to me but uh, i've gone through several phases of like doing three or doing one at a time or those types of things but i also uh i also do other some like all my stores have their all set things that i go for so i need like my Zetas, if I have 10,000 in the sleep in the fleet store more than I buy them, or if there's yeah. I'm close to it, I'll get it. Well, like, why 10,000? I don't know. There's nothing magic about that. And then, like, 300 things. If I in credit shipments, if I have less than 300, then I'll buy them. But if more, then I don't. There's no 300 that that doesn't mean anything. That's just silly. <laughs> but uh, they're like every single store has a number that I kind of like try to hover around as they get the built up and added to. And it's just like a weird habit that's developed in the game where just like how nice. people, even if you don't have a signed seating when you go somewhere 
or sit on a bus that you go on every day, you kind of just eventually end up going to the same spot every time for no reason. Or maybe you do have a small one. Yeah. I figured we'd have some of our own in there. And it turns out we do. We do. I will, um, for credit heists, when I sim them, I sim them one at a time. Hmm. Yeah, I, do. I, won't, I won't sim them together. I do How does that for work that. for so, you? Yeah, have you, do you feel like you've been getting some more fives out of that? Well, I got 10 mil today. so I think Oh, I nice. <laughs> Man, I haven't had 10 in a long time. Yeah, I might have to do that next time. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, now everyone's going to do that for the... <laughs> every time i've simmed them together this is this is how the superstitions oh. roll away in avalanche snowball effect every time i sim <laughs> them together i end up getting one and a half of one of them mm-hmm. so i always sim them separately it's gonna work i'm probably not gonna do that but i hear training you. droids i don't care <laughs> Yeah, I haven't. Have you looked at training droids in the last year? Like, I have no idea. I probably have fifty thousand of some. Yeah. Well, you might have to one day, just like those golden eyeballs. Yeah. I never thought I'd ever run out of those. You've reached that point. I have not. Yeah. Once you start buying enough of the 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 non challenge gear one you'll quickly vanish your bank of challenge gear eyeballs. And I don't know what happened. What changed? Where did they go? <laughs> I remember used to have at least a thousand. But there, and I hear that. So eventually I, I thought that same thing with Carbontes. I think we talked about last. Yeah, I have, I have 50,000 of one, 64,000 of another, and 34,000 of another training droid. So I'm probably set there. We'll see. We'll see. That's quite a few. Um, but uh, so, any other superstitions you want to go over? We'll head on. Those are all of our weirdnesses out. Well, going off what you just said, do you guys think they're going to raise the level cap anytime soon? Mm, no. This year, though, 2019. You think so? Yep. Why? Ninety. Why? I have no reason. Just like all the other stuff we're talking about. <laughs> it's just been a long time, and eighty-five seems weird. Yeah, but it's been that way for at least two years, right? Not a nice round. No, not two years. Okay, but it's been a long time. Uh, I want to say it was maybe a couple months before the Sith raid, or is that wrong? Oh, I think it's been. No, you're thinking year twelve. Hmm. Oh, I guess I guess Zetas came with eighty-five. Yeah. It's been Did Zetas come with? I'm trying to see if maybe I can it look has. It up. Okay. Yeah. Definitely been a while. Well, what's interesting is that... Okay, you found it? Yes, uh, October 2016. So over two years. Wow. 
They they added the tank at the same time they did the level cap increase. Mm. Oh, that's right. And so with the Sith raid, we expected them to raise the level cap, so yeah, your tunes could be more survivable. The gear twelve plus stuff instead, kind of. Yep, it's interesting that nobody's even thinking about it anymore. Like, it they've developed the game and branched out in ways that nobody's concerned with being able to get certain tunes a higher level or yeah, unlocking your, something is your revan level 85 that's not something you yeah contemplate. yep or i don't think there's a need to have something past zetas because like with each level cap it would be some new thing like omegas or zetas Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe well, they'll yeah. never raise. Maybe they'll never raise the level. Maybe that It'll seems a little, uh, yeah, <laughs> wishful thinking. I think I sure hope they don't, but whatever. I've just passed 150 million in credits, so that's uh, I, I'll be set for at least a couple people. I've never been anywhere close to that before. Um, anyway, what's, uh, let's, oh, sorry, were you going to say something? Well, I was going to say, that is, well, let's see, whatever section we talked about, the things that we like. Uh-huh, I uh-huh. like that I have gotten I to the point I can't believe you don't game. know our segment names, I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not, uh, I'm more of a broad stroke guy, not the little details. Uh-huh. Um, I... One of the recent things that I've enjoyed is that I got to the point where every single one of my characters is level 85. Congrats, good work. I knew you were working towards that. Yep. And besides the new characters that either just became free-to-play or aren't free-to-play, they're all seven-star as well. So I have nothing I need to spend my credits on except for new tunes, getting them to 85 and then starring them up. So now my bank of gold will just grow. And the only thing I spend it on or have left to spend it on is new mods from the mod shop. So that's kind of cool. And I'm glad I can start to focus on It is a good thing to have. You're not like waiting for a credit heist to show up to... Yeah. I'm sure lots of people yeah. out there rolling their eyes at that, but I think they're good <laughs> like, the new thing is challenge eyeballs and not as much credit, whereas some people are probably certainly the opposite of that. Yep. All right. Our uh, rank and file, I was uh, wanted to go over the meta here because last time, and I made sure to try to remember this, we had our predictions on where Revan was going to end up. I think and, I said uh, 73. Yeah, so, no, no, you got overstepped. Said... You were 72, Sarah. And then Sir G said 73 because he prices righted you. <laughs> I said 90 and talked so you guys up a little bit. And then Sir G was like, okay, I'm going to change it to like 82. And I'm taking partial credit for that. <laughs> because Jedi Knight Revan is at 82%. He is the uh, 
he has uh, certainly taken a big jump there. So uh, probably, I think that's clearly the most dominant meta that we've had before, right? Even CLS wow. didn't get to 82%. Yep. And yeah, uh, yeah. Trey is at 10%, which if anything, I should think will go down for a little bit. Because I, I feel like it's harder to have a good Treya team than it is Revan now. Like if you've been doing Sith Raid long enough to get Treya 7-star, you probably worked on getting Revan. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then there's clearly going to be some people that are just anti-meta to be anti-meta. Um, but 82%, that's a big number. And let's see here. I didn't even look. The home one is slightly above that at 84%. So, uh, what? I, uh, those are going to be around. I think home one is going to be up there for a while. We'll see. Next show, Grievous will be out for a week here. Oh, man. People are going to be bummed when he doesn't do anything against Jedi Knight Revan. Right? <laughs> I hope he does. I hope he does. He will. And, and he'll get even... a ship. He'll get a oh. ship that'll take out Rebels. Right away? Yeah. Do you think He'll so? get... I know the ship because some droid has to get a ship. Otherwise, the language used for IG-88's ship makes no sense. And hasn't for a while. Yes, you're right. It, they're coming, but right away, like by the end of March? Or do you think like several months? Well... I know, didn't Anakin's Edda come pretty soon after Houndstooth? Uh, no, that was several. I mean, at least two or three months, I would say. Well, I mean, so you're it depends what you mean by soonish, but. Yeah. Hmm. I want to say. Let's see. We'll get Grievous's ship. And it could be useful against the Millennium Falcon. That's my prediction. I got the 82%, so everyone should listen to my... <laughs> <laughs> you have it down. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I like it. Yeah, we can, we can figure it sometime in September or something was a uh, houndstooth and anakin's was november or something so, uh, that, that's not a two months yeah. two months i mean around there i might be wrong that's just a quick look there i can't find the actual update on it yeah it's um, okay i'm right perfect you're right you're right yeah well, <laughs> all right last but not least let's head to uncle owen's moisture farm and talk about who and what we're currently farming the game because everyone knows work comes before going to Tachi Station to pick up power converters. Sarah, we know you're working on the uh, Old Republic and that the drop rates are going very well for you. Yeah, <laughs> super well. Uh, it's all Old Republic. That's it. Uh, staying focused, staying focused. Staying on, fo staying on target. Uh, ships, I've been doing nest nodes still. How far is uh, she? I actually, I just six starter the other day. So nice. Nice. She's nice. coming along. So man, she takes Not forever. that I can do that uh, galactic bounty here. At Did you beat her? Yeah, yeah, That's I can beat her. Nice. That's a, a hard one. A couple, it takes me a couple tries sometimes, but. Do you go the thermal detonator route? Yeah, yeah. So I do um, boss lead, 
Boba, Zam, Cad Bane, and Greedo or Dengar. That's the one that I trade out depending on how it how it goes. I think that's the hardest event in the game. So kudos. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Dengar's a boss. Yeah. So and that thing. That's yeah, uh sure. that's all I'm farming. Hasn't changed. <laughs> Surgeon. Nice. Stay on target. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am done with Candorous, you know, getting some really good drop rates. Excellent. I think they <laughs> I think they turned those up recently, if I remember. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But only on what what device do you play on, Sarah? Uh Android. Yeah, only on Apple devices <laughs> do they turn up the drop rates. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, I play on Android too. Um, are, now, Sarah, are you refreshing the nodes? Or are you doing Cantina refresh energies? Yes, I am. Three 100s? Uh, it depends on how they drop that day. Do they? <laughs> yeah, if they drop less, do you go less? Or if they drop less, you get more? If they drop less, I go more. Got it. Hmm. Okay, I've been doing three every day, so that's why I got mine done maybe ahead of you. And my Bastilla, Fallen Bastilla, is now six star on her way to seven. I'm thinking of slowing down because ever since Faye got his Millennium Falcon really well, I thought it'll be cheaper for me in the long run to as soon as something goes free to play, aggressively farm it. So I've ignored all other things besides the Candorous and uh-huh. Fallen Bastilla. Yeah. And so now Fallen Bastilla is within reach pretty easily. So I'm also eager that they drop Juntari and Karth, trying to remember their names, so that I can start aggressively farming them. But whatever energy I have left, I am trying to finish my range trooper only 19 shards left but he only gets the scraps left of my day (laughs) that's been mine forever too like he's just been off to the side but but still worked on pains for yeah oh sorry no go ahead the last thing i'm sneakily farming with i'm also doing refreshes not of the node but just making sure i do all eight is a Sith bomber. Mm, yes. Yes. He's going to come. He's going to come into relevance soon. Soon. It'll happen. <laughs> Before or It'll after happen. Grievous's ship. Or same time. I think same time. Okay. Because I think it just needs people with the ship, which no one wants to invest, and with the proper know-how, which I don't think game changers have cared enough to play with it. That I think Emperor Palpatine's shuttle is a key piece of the puzzle. And that with the right strategy and the right hands, the Sith bomber can be very good. And the Sith fighter will still suck. I'm <laughs> farming her as well. I actually, I, I, what's it called? Rage farm or something? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have been trying to save up for the droids 
but took my Sith assassin to gear 11. She was gear 8. Oh, that's a yeah. It's a healthy jump. Yep. I'm really close to trying to gear up my Sith Marauder as well. And he's only gear eight. Well, you're putting your money where your mouth is, or at least your gear. Yep, exactly. I'm fighting the urge because I need to be ready to jump on the droid train. But if I didn't have to, I'd definitely be putting a lot into Sith Marauder and trying to work on that ship strategy. Ships are fun to me. I don't like some of the systems they put in place. Like the tune has to be strong and the stars have to be high on the ship. But it's fun to me. Perfect. That's kind of the point of the game, right? In the I love you, I know segment. Remember that now. (laughs) Um, And I didn't didn't want to rub this into Sarah earlier, but I I have both (laughs) Candorous and Fallen Bastilla done now. So, uh, oh, snap. they were, which are, turns out, I guess, too fast of it, but I did there. I refreshed three on Candorous and then Bastel. I did both the 25 and the 50 refresh every day. So you're, I'm you'll, close. you still have plenty of uh, time on those, but the, and I also debated heavily about whether I should do it or not, but I G12'd the Fallen Bastilla as well and, uh, was, have been happy with that. She did. A couple of nice holds on an old Republic team as well. So I have both of those done. So where Karth and Juhani? Anyway. Um, and then I'm doing B28 <laughs> Range Trooper as well. He's like at 68 or something out of 100. So it's close. Similar to yours. Not quite there. Django, who's still like three star. Um, and hot tip. Just because I, I, need, <laughs> like I need to spend a couple more crystals to uh, get my 600. <laughs> And it was between him and Embo, which Embo is useful, but I just don't have a place for him. I don't have two full bounty hunter teams. I could actually see Tuskins being more useful again, rework style before bounty hunter. So I was just like, screw it. And that's my uh, like extra three battles a day is so. You don't have a seven star yet? No, I don't. He's like five and a half or something. So oh, that's maybe a shame. not even. That's- yeah, five. Forty three out of eighty five, so You're slacking. I know, right? No. <laughs> Mine's been seven star for two years. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I gotta make sure I get it up there. Who knows? And those customs are coming important. Yep. And uh same for so Lando's Falcon, the Sith Fighter, Anakin's ship, and then Super Commando and Cantina, which is boring. So hopefully someone goes to Cantina soon. But those are uh, where we're at. I hope everyone enjoys the B1. And next show, we'll uh, probably be just talking about the Separatist allies and either how much we love them or hate them or whether they're meta or not. Either way, I think they should be a good addition to Territory Wars. And a lot of people already have them built up. So it's a fun when we get a multiple reworks. It should be good. Any other final comments? Nope. I think I've talked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> happy valentine's day to all the above yeah by your significant others stuff and more importantly your mothers that will get you the most <laughs> bang for your buck i suppose but uh, most chocolate yeah chocolate for sure over the flowers i say what do i know 
Uh, but thanks for joining us this week, and that'll do it. Until next time, Chewie, we're home.